2: Hey everyone, happy Friday. It's Fat Mascara. I'm Jess.
1: Welcome. I'm Jen Sullivan. Jess, congratulations. Your Thank big you big week. I was very disappointed when I went online though and didn't see your face pop up every time I clicked on a beauty product.
2: Oh, you know, we're working on that. We're working on that. I'm pretty sure do. I can... if you guys haven't checked it out, go Jess
1: is like <laughs> like literally the life's work for the last 10 months is now live online modaoperandi.com, right? That's the website. Yes com. Thank you so much, that, Jen. That happened on Tuesday, but here we are. It's on been Friday. awesome.
2: Yeah, response has been great. You know who's here, Jess. Are you jealous that I got to talk to I Sloan? I know. You got to talk to Sloan. I wish I could have been there. Her energy is awesome. Tell me more about your conversation.
1: I will. Her energy is great, and I think of her as more than a tennis player because I, like, signed up for her newsletter and started to get to know her, like, before this interview even came about because I just just think she's great. Anyway, but if you're not familiar with who she is, she's a professional tennis player, probably best known for winning the U.S. Open in 2017, NBD. She's also won seven— WTA tour single titles in total. So we just, we spoke just before the holidays when Jess was gearing up for her Moda launch. So that's why she's not on this interview. But Sloane was preparing for the current season. And as this airs, I'm guessing she's on her way from New Zealand where she was just playing to Australia for the Australia Open so let's wish her luck there. Sloan's also a budding entrepreneur and the founder of the Sloan Stevens Foundation, which assists underserved students with tools to achieve outside of the classroom. And like I said, I got to know her through her, her newsletter. It's just like really good advice. I feel like she might have a future career in self-help. Sloan, don't be mad if that's not like what you're going <laughs> to do with the rest of your career. Like clearly you're still playing tennis and amazing at that, but she's just cool and balanced and I'm like kind of in awe of her athletic talent. So I thought she'd be fun to talk to us about that. And also... All of her favorite beauty and skincare stuff. This is a beauty girl, people. She knows her stuff. So we talked about that. Just one of those public figures that really lived up to what I thought she'd be. So in case it's not clear, my girl crush is like (laughs) clearly (laughs) deeper at this point. (laughs) Now it's awkward. Okay. I'm sure the fam's going to love her too. Here she is. (laughs) Hey, Sloan. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi. Hi. How are you? Happy belated new year. Yes. Happy new year. (laughs) So I'll admit right up front. So I'm, I don't know a ton about tennis, but I have always followed you in your career because I love the way you talk about tennis and life and balance. Like you seem to be a very balanced, mentally healthy person. What was your (laughs) friends and family say to that? Do they, would they agree with me? My mom would totally
0: not agree, but I (laughs) like to think that I'm balanced. My mom is a psychologist, so I think a little bit of my life has always been trying to find the balance, trying to figure out what works best, like going the extra mile, the extra step to kind of like organize my life. So maybe that's, I guess that's why.
1: It shows. I feel like you have a second career as like a life coach or self-help guru. (laughs) I wish. Oh my goodness. It might be because I've read your bulletins. Like you have this, it's like a newsletter, I guess, whatever they were, bulletins. I know you're on a different platform now. And I was so, I'm just inspired. I'm like, yes, I'm going to get my life together like Sloan. (laughs) So I want to bring that energy to our podcast today. We're going to talk about beauty and all of that stuff. But that's where I wanted to start out with. So tell me, like you have the weirdest job to me. What other job in the world has like world rankings, right? Yeah, not that
0: many, which is weird because... You, we also have a ranking and we also travel like 12 months out of the year. There's like no break. So it's just, it's a lot. Tennis is a lot. It's fun. It's amazing. You get to do so many amazing things, but it's a lot of work. Like even outside of the actual like playing of the sport, the actual tournaments, mm-hmm. there's a lot of adversity that goes with playing tennis. The travel, just week in and week out, being away from home. Like there's a like the dynamic is super interesting. It's super draining and like stressful. But it's nice because you get to do so many amazing things that just the average person is not able to do. And obviously we have tournaments around the world in these incredible places. And one week I'm in Rome, one week I'm in Madrid, then we're going to Australia. And like, it's it's so great, but it's also very hectic.
1: I can imagine. We'll talk about that too. But I was thinking about this idea of like, like if you don't have job interviews, but it's, it's so quantitative, not qualitative to talk about your career. Like there's so many numbers involved. There's winning and losing. There's these rankings. Does that ever feel limiting or does that drive you that you can see the results when you do well? Yeah, I think honestly
0: you get so like stuck on your value as being your ranking. Like if your ranking isn't good, like you're like, oh, I'm in a bad place. Like, oh, I need to do better. And I think just playing tennis my whole life basically since I was 10 years old, the only thing I really could value myself at was my ranking and realizing now that I'm older, I'm going to be 30 in a couple of months. And I'm like, this literally means nothing in the grand scheme of life. I'm so much bigger than a number. And all of these numbers that obviously have come with my career and the wins and the losses and who you beat and what your ranking is, your highest ranking and all of that. But it's very strange because for a long time, like I really was like, okay, like I'm doing this great in life if I'm ranked number 10. Like I'm doing this yeah. great if I'm ranked number 20. Like there's always like a number behind the value. And I think once I kind of like forgot about that, I was able to kind of just live a little bit more, I'd say.
1: Yeah. And even though people like that are listening don't have a ranking about their job, there's like salary numbers or comparing yourselves to others. Like exactly. It's important, I think, to not pay attention to those numbers sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, not all the times, but
0: we want you to win though. <laughs> yeah, we want you to win. We want everyone to win, but I think as a tennis player, we get so wrapped up in what that ranking is, what that number is. And obviously being an individual sport, you literally it's just you're an independent contractor. So whatever your number is, how good that is, what how good you're doing, how well
1: you're doing kind of dictates like your life. Yeah. I remember at the beginning of 2022, so like a year ago now, you wrote about setting intentions versus setting goals, which (laughs) I'm a very quantitative person. And I have trouble with this concept. And I was like, maybe other people do too. So I wanted to talk to you about it. Like, for you, what's the difference between a goal and an intention?
0: So a goal is something that I would like to do. I would like to achieve it. But an intention is something that I know that I can do because I can put all of my being into this intention and go yeah. for it. And I can feel success. Like I can get a win with my intention, no matter what.
1: So the intention is to have a winning mindset, and the goal could be maybe to win this match. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I would. Yeah, try to make it still about a goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, if you want it to be that, yeah. Like, I feel like the intention is something I can be like, my intention is to wake up every morning and drink two cups of water. Like, I have full control over that, right? And like, I will feel like I got to win if I can wake up every day and do that, right? But that's something that's totally in my control. A goal is something, yeah. A goal is in your control, obviously. But if I say, okay, I want to go out and win the Australian Open. Like, there's so many factors that come into like, me playing against another player, me playing, winning seven matches, me traveling there, everything has to go right. You, like, it's not just something that I can wake up and do and be like, I won the day. Like, that's victory.
1: So at the start of this year, did, are, did you do that exercise? Are you going to do it? Or are you going to set intentions? That
0: are you yeah. Really so for you?
1: it's more of like an every,
0: like a weekly thing. I'm like, am I drinking oh. enough water? Am I getting enough sleep? And like, just kind of like pinpointing things that, you know, you can do better at things that you can improve, but like small things that you can literally just be at home being like, Oh, I forgot to eat three meals today. Like things like that. I'm always like, I missed lunch. Like those are things that I'm like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have lunch today. Like those things. I'm like, I'm really proud of myself at the end of the week. when I'm like, I had lunch every day this week. I was on time. Like those things are things as an athlete, obviously like it's important.
1: Okay, so well, since it's the new year, we we talked about goal setting and things like that. I'm picturing you right as we as this airs actually, you're gonna be down under, you're gonna be in New Zealand, Australia. You're you might even be doing the Australian Open right now. I don't know. I cannot imagine what it's like to pack for weeks of travel. Like you have to play your sport, you need to do press stuff, you need to make sure you have things for downtime. Like, how big of an ordeal is packing in your world?
0: So I normally pack like two or three weeks before I go, because I always just like to know what I need to take with me. If I'm going to go, like if I have events that I need to actually have like an organized outfit for, if I have press stuff that I know that I need to do, if I have, like, I just want to go to a nice dinner. I want to go to like an Instagrammy like restaurant and like take a cute photo. Like those are all things you have to plan out and just tennis clothes in general, like all of our match clothes and everything are pretty organized, like well before. So that's pretty set. And then at that point, obviously, so supply chain issues now, post COVID, it's been way more difficult, like getting stuff, getting stuff on time, like having it be in the right place. So that's been stressful. But in general, I like to pack like two or three weeks in advance.
1: And how many weeks are you away? Like, I figure you're not flying back between like a New Zealand and Australia, right? (laughs) No. So for
0: this Australia trip, I'll be gone for four weeks.
1: So, you're, so are we sending trunks? Like how much stuff is going into four weeks of pack? That's insane to me. No. That's like moving. I know it is
0: like moving, but I literally will only take like one. I have a big away suitcase, like the large one. I have that. Then I have my tennis bag and I have a
1: carry on and that's it. Oh, well, I guess you're not going to Mars. So like clearly whatever you need to get <laughs> while you're out. Like, but I'm, I'm stressed out for you. Yes. like What if she doesn't have her lucky like muscle roller or I don't know. Are there things that you know you need to bring? Yeah. So
0: normally this it's kind of like the same thing. So I have like all my Normatec stuff. I have my like Hyperice like massage gun. Like I have my Firefly like little band things that I use on my legs like. All of those are like in one place. So I'll like normally pack those in my tennis bag and I have like all of my equipment per se, like in my tennis bag. So everything that I need, like my icy hot patches, my like everything fancy goes in my tennis bag. And then everything else goes in my trunk suitcase, which is like one side is practice clothes, but I can get my practice clothes really small. So I roll them like very tightly and then put them like on one side. And then the match outfits will go on the same Side of the suitcase, just like on the right side. And then we go to the other side of the, the suitcase, fun the fun stuff, which is like <sighs> normal stuff, which is one side is like probably skincare, like my candle, like my silk pillowcase, like that normal stuff.
1: And then I have like my outfits and then my purses. I'm sorry. We have to stop on the candle. You're traveling with a candle. What is this candle?
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I have a ton. I just kind of like alternate them through the year. But the one that I'm taking to Australia with me is called Fucking Fabulous. It's Tom Ford.
1: I have heard of
0: it. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just feeling fucking fabulous. So I just think that it's a great way to start the new year.
1: I am with you on that. You know, I was thinking about... Like you're an athlete like routine is so important you know you have your practices doing th- muscle memory doing things the right way but like when travels the opposite of routine in yeah. a way, like how do you strike that balance to help you perform your best, but still be flexible because you're traveling and things change and luggage gets lost or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's very complicated, especially now. Obviously, post COVID, we've all experienced like a lot of travel delays and lost baggage and bags getting lost for like six months and like things like that, which is beyond crazy. I have like seventy two air tags in each of my bags as I'm so like I'm like, where is the bag? Smart. Where is the bag? Yes. But it's just a lot of like different things always happening, like a little delay. So, for me personally, I don't like to play tennis or exercise on the day that I travel because I feel like it really stresses me out, especially now. If like the flight's a little delay, you schedule a practice and you're like late for the practice because the flight was delayed and you didn't, your transport didn't show up. Like, there's so many factors with that where it just brings so much unnecessary stress. When you're traveling, especially now. So yeah, I mean, travel is a huge part of my job. Like 50% of it is like travel. 50% is actually like playing tennis. So kind of like finding the right balance, like what works best for me. And like I said, not particularly like playing or working out on like the day that I'm traveling has helped me a ton. Like just like ease the stress of like, okay, I just all like the only thing I have to do today
1: is like arrive to my destination eat food, and, like, get into my hotel room. Reduce the stress around everything but the match itself, which, of course, should be stressful, but, like, in a good way. (laughs) Yes, like, in a good, like, -like anxiety-like butterflies-in-your-stomach way. Yeah. You talk a lot about self-care. And I feel like when people hear that, they think, oh, bath, meditation, (laughs) you know. But I know for you, that's not always the case. It's like doing what feels right in the moment. So like, what are some of the surprising things that like, sure, bath and meditation and a fucking fabulous candle, that's self-care. But are there other things that might surprise people that you think of as self-care? Yeah. So I think to me, like going to get my
0: nails done, I just told somebody the other day, like I need alone time. And I feel like if I'm getting a manicure and a pedicure, I can't pick up my phone. Like I'm sitting there by myself. Maybe, maybe my nail tech is talking to me. Probably not. And I'm just like relaxing. Like no one can get to me. No one can bother me. And it's just alone time. If some, if you tell someone like, oh, I'm going to get my nails done. They're like, oh, okay. Like I'll call you after. And I'm like, yes, that's what I like to hear. Call me later.
1: Not now. Like can't talk now. You need to come to my nail salon because everybody's got their AirPods in having, like, one-sided conversations with somebody. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this
0: is the time to, like, just look at the sky, like, see what's going on. Like, just do nothing. Like, I like that if I say, like, oh, I'm getting my nails done. Like, no one can bother me. It's
1: getting your nails done and getting massage are, like, the two things that people are like, oh, okay, I'll call you after. It's like forced meditation in a way. Like, you're just in your brain at that point because someone else has your hands or your body and you can't do anything about it. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah, give me that, like, paraffin on my
0: toes. Give me, like, you know, the extra, you know, foot massage, whatever. Like, extend the time. Like, do what you need to do. So those are Also, I love that
1: you get manicures. I imagine your career is rough on your hands. Yes. So, like – What kind of manicure are you getting? I just get like a regular one. I try
0: to get one like probably every two weeks just to like say I did it and to just be alone. Are you getting
1: gels? Are we allowed to have extensions? I can't even imagine a stiletto now when you're holding a racket. No, I'm not that brave, but I
0: do like sometimes I will. Like I got Gel X one time and I really loved it. Well, I've gotten it multiple times, but I really love it. And then I just get a regular manicure because I feel like the gel, I pick it off. Like I feel like it's a disaster for me and a regular manicure, just regular polish, very basic bitch. Like it works the best for me. And it doesn't
1: Chip in two weeks? No,
0: like it's so good. Like I can have my toenails done for
1: like two months and it never chips. Like it's so you weird. Have I don't know why. Amazing vacuum nails that hold on to polish. I am impressed. Yes,
0: me too. Well, I'm always like, you. wow, they still look nice. But yeah, so I don't get gel just because they. I don't like the way that it looks, and I don't like having. Like I've sat there and like seen my mom peel hers off, and I'm like, ma'am, that's not going to work. I don't like that. So. That's why I don't get Charlie. No, it's not
1: for me. It's funny. These beauty rituals, like I think of them like you as a little, like I find them enjoyable, but you are somebody in the public eye. So it's also kind of work for you, getting your hair done, getting your makeup done. Do you ever feel like, I don't want to do any of this? Like, I don't feel like, you know, fixing up myself, even though I know 10,000 people are going to be watching this. Absolutely. There
0: has been times where I've like, I haven't shaved my legs in two weeks and I look like a hedgehog, but like- it is what it is right and i'm like you know what if i'm going to be on national tv i'm going to be on espn this afternoon like i can't do that like shave your legs honey like just do us <laughs> all a favor that's really what But we is need
1: to it do. for others or is it for you cuz like i don't know when i shave that feels like i don't know it gives me a little extra confidence cuz i know i got my shit together
0: yes exactly i just think that when i see myself on tv i'm like i'm so critical of myself that i'm looking and i'm like mm. I could have definitely shaved my legs. Just, I could have done that. Like, that's the least I could have done, so you know? You've learned in the past. Like. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's definitely for me because I don't want to see myself looking like that. But I definitely think the having to get your makeup done all the time, having to get your hair done all the time, your nails done, like, you have to look a certain way for, like, for my job. So it's... It's not as fun or as enjoyable. It does sometimes become a hassle. And I think that's sometimes how you can get out of it because it's not enjoyable at all. Yeah. But I think trying to find that time for yourself or whatever it is while these things are happening or while you have to do that have like kind of changed my perspective on how I view just self care in general or, you know, getting my hair done or my makeup done. Like, I play tennis for a living, so all I do is sweat and be stinky and take five showers a day. Like, that's very
1: normal for me. Have you actually taken five showers in one day? Oh, absolutely. Probably more.
0: Probably more. How much lotion do you—I would be so dry. Seriously, honey, let me tell you about it. It's very— Tell me about it. That's what my podcast is for. Yes, it's (laughs) stressful. And I'm telling you, like, it's—there's so many different things that people, like, don't see— like at a tennis tournament, but you're going in, you're working out, you're warming up, like you're showering. If you're a shower in the morning person, you wake up, you take a shower. So that's one shower. Then you go in, you do your training, you play one round of tennis, shower. Then you come back, you eat lunch, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Have your little self care time, whatever you're doing at the site, people do different stuff, not sure. And then you go play tennis again. So then boom, after that, you have to shower again. Then sometimes like coaches or trainers, whatever, they'll have you do like a late night, like gym or just like, you know, little run, little stretch, like get the legs going, whatever. And then, yeah, that's four showers, like, because you have to shower after that. And then after that, normally you're doing like massage. So that's like my full day.
1: Like, I know you're into skincare, but like, what are you doing to moisturize so that you don't end up like all ashy and dry after your five warm showers? You know, know, they say hot water is like drying, right? So, yeah,
0: exactly. And I hate cold water. So, I'm not the type of person who's going to be doing like a cold like shower. likes cold water? No, a lot of people do do that. Yeah. Like at (sighs) tournaments and stuff, like all the girls do cold showers. I'm like, honey, no baby. No.
1: Well, for like an ice bath for muscle purposes, I could see that.
0: No, this is like a regular shower that has cold, like lukewarm to cold water. Oof. No, thank you. No, no. Like it's good for your pores. And I'm like, No, I'm not feeling it. So I'm definitely, I take showers that literally burn my skin. You can ask any of my friends, they're like, how do you shower in that water? Even my husband is like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, it's too hot. I'm like, but that feels good. Like, I love for the water to be hitting the ground off and like, like, sizzling. Like, I love that. <laughs>
1: But do you lotion up afterwards? Because that, like, probably, yeah. Yes, yeah, so That's I do.
0: Drying. It's very drying. So I do lotion a ton, but it's really hard also because if I'm going out to play tennis again, I can't put too much lotion on because you literally, like, slime the sweat off of you.
1: Oh, yeah. And or your hands get slippery. They brush against your leg, and it's like… Exactly. Now I have, like coconut oil on my handle, that's not a good game I'm Ex- about to play. No, exactly.
0: So I use a ton of sunscreen. Like, normally in the morning, I will sometimes, instead of putting, like, lo- mo- moisturizing, like, lotion on, I'll just do, like, my sunscreen when I'm getting ready to, like, go out the door. Because I know if I put regular lotion on and then in two hours if I go play tennis, I'm, like, you know, when you sweat after you've put, like, a heavy cream on, you're
1: literally, yeah. it's, like, gooey.
0: And you're, like, this is gross. And then, obviously profusely sweating, like continuously sweating is not, it's not ideal.
1: What sunscreen do you use? I love asking people about sunscreen. Oh, yeah. Good
0: recommendations.
1: So I'm very basic,
0: and I think it's just because I am sweating all the time, so I use what works for me. But I use the Neutrogena just, like, body mist spray. I don't know, because I can't— Like a clear, continuous
1: kind of? Yeah,
0: exactly. I wish I had it right here. I could show you. But it's, like, literally just continuous, like, body mist. And I use SPF 100 because I'm weird like that, but it works. And— I use that because I don't have to touch the actual the sunscreen because I have to play. Right. So then I have to play like hold my grip, whatever. It's crazy if it's like all slippery and gross, and I have to change my grip, and it's a situation. So I use a spray all over my body, and then I use the Neutrogena base stick for my face. But every morning, like as part of my just basic routine. I wake up, wash my face, and I put sunscreen on, like with my hands out. So I use the Barbara Sturm one, which oh, yeah. I love. I don't know if you're supposed to mix sunscreens or not, I have no
1: idea. But that's just what I do. <laughs> it's just what I do. I do, and that's totally okay. Okay, good. <laughs> you like, don't have to keep it all the same brand. Okay, I'm
0: like, I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but okay. So yeah, I use that in the morning because it's nice. Like if I don't play tennis or I don't do anything, if I'm just living life, it's a nice sunscreen to put on. So that's I kind of just got in the habit of doing that. And then yeah. I use a face stick when I'm gonna go out in the sun and actually play tennis because I don't again don't want to touch my hands to. My face or my body, and then touch my rack. Right.
1: Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at Ritual.com slash Mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's Ritual.com slash Mascara for 25% off. You mentioned getting massages, and I imagine a sports massage that's for work is different from like, I'm at the hotel, downtime massage. But it sounds like you get to visit a lot of hotels and resorts in your yes. Job, right? Yes. Like, what are what's, like, the best, you know, spa treatment or massage you've had at a hotel or resort? Oh, okay. So the best one that I had was actually I went to South Africa,
0: like, a few weeks ago, a month ago, whatever. And they had this where we stayed. It was called a healing house. And I got, like, a full body exfoliation with a massage. And in the little room that I did it in, it... It wasn't even inside. It was outside, which made it even more fabulous. Oh, and you like yes. walk in and it has like a sauna and it had a like a cold pool. It had a little jacuzzi pool and then it had like an outdoor shower. And so I was literally butt naked, which was amazing, getting a full body exfoliation with two ladies. And I was like the best
1: spa experience I've ever had in my life. That sounds like heaven. And also- like the wind is on your skin it's so weird to be like naked it's so nice sometimes right to be just right and i was in just the wind. like this is why have i never done this before and then like it's just like safari out
0: everywhere so there's like elephants like walking around in the background and just like
1: oh i saw these pictures was that your honeymoon no, no. Well, oh, we I actually— like, This looks like a honeymoon. I, <laughs> and I know you got married yeah, fairly recently, so right? I got yeah. married we
0: got married a year ago. So January 1, 22. So okay. we—I actually went to go play an exhibition in South Africa, and I convinced okay. my mom and my stepdad to come with us because I was like, when are you guys ever going to go to South Africa? Like, if I'm not going, you're probably never going, so— let's just all go. And convince them to go. We met there. The exhibition ended up getting canceled, but we'd already gone on our safari and it was like three days. And so, and I was like, why stop here? Let's go to Rwanda." Like I always wanted to go see like grills in the mist. So we just like continued it. And it was just me, my husband, and then my
1: mom and my stepdad. So I saw the pictures of you and your husband, and then I saw your mom, and I was like, did she bring her parents on her honeymoon? (laughs) I don't know why in my head this was your honeymoon. Maybe because I went to South Africa for my honeymoon. I was like, oh, my God, she brought her parents on her honeymoon. (laughs) I was like, that's a close family. No.
0: Oh, my goodness. But I was saying it's our honeymoon because I was like, we literally never went on one. We never found – like, we just didn't have the time. Obviously, my husband's a professional athlete also. So we just – yeah, we just never went on one. But this off season, I was like, we need to do everything possible. We're going to travel. We're going to see what we want to see. We're going to do what we want to do. And we literally did it. We <laughs> we have an eight-year-old and my like goal was to kind of for us to do like family trip, but also then do like adult time trip and then Whatever. So mission accomplished. We took our little guide to Iceland and we went in the Blue Lagoon and we swam and we did the whole thing. And then we were in New York for a few days. We went to go see like a UFC fight. My parents are obsessed with UFC. We obviously spent a lot of time with them. And then where else? We? Then we, yeah, we came back. I did like a two-week training block and then we went to South Africa, Rwanda. And then we're actually going to Cabo and then we're going to Australia.
1: You Wow. So this... This is no joke with this pack. You do know what you're talking about. Let me get us back on topic. Let's yes. get back. We didn't talk about hair. We talked yes. about skin. We talked about body. So if you're traveling, mm-hmm. do
0: you do your own hair? Sometimes. It depends on what style I have in my hair. So sometimes if I have yeah. like, right now I have like locks, which are these like fancy things. And then mm-hmm. I have had braids for a long time. Then I just have like regular extension sometimes. And if I do, I have my mom come with me because she's able to like help me with my hair.
1: Okay, because I was going to say, if you, like, are in New Zealand and you need to get re-locked or whatever, (laughs) like, you don't just want to trust your head to anyone, right? No, no, no. You can't do that.
0: You can't just do anyone. So you literally have to find someone. But I'm really good at that. Like, I very far in advance will find someone in a foreign country. Like, my friends are always like, why are you letting some random person in, I don't know, in Germany do your hair? And I'm like, because who else is going to do it? I can't do it. So that's become a big part of my life, like, finding – Really good stylists. Like even people. Like the one thing that I would say you cannot trust everyone with is I'm not even concerned about my hair. It's my eyebrows. Like oh. you can't let anyone touch your eyebrows because an eyebrow lady
1: will destroy your life.
0: I don't care what anybody I mean, says.
1: Like I haven't had anyone else do my brows since like that one time when yeah, somebody <laughs> destroyed my brows. I do exactly. them myself. Now. Exactly. But you get someone to do, you do your homework and you find someone. Yeah. So I don't really
0: let anyone touch them. Like I do them myself. Like I do like the little, you know, like the little hand razor thing, like just to like keep them whatever until I can get back home. So I don't look like a hairy muffin, but that's just my thing. But that's the one thing that I probably
1: would strongly advise against doing, like finding someone foreign to do your eyebrows. I like those little razors. It's like, I'm not getting out the tweezers. I'm just going to like Microblade it myself with <laughs> these, these tiny little breezers. Exactly. It works, right? No, it works so well. And then,
0: honestly, tweezing, I start sneezing, and I'm just like, this hurts. Like, why am I doing this? Like, this isn't a wax. Like, wax is two seconds, and it's gone. Tweezing, I want
1: it to look perfect, and I'm not even doing it right. It's just too much. Too much. Yeah. And w- do you have a strategy in place for grays? Like, I know you're only 29, but I also know I've seen you, I've <laughs> seen videos of you with your grays, And as you can see, Like I went gray at like 15
0: and coming to a place of a
1: strategy is a, it's a, it's a whole thing. What's your plan? Yes.
0: So if you've seen my mom, my mom is fully gray. My mom's in fully gray. She looks great. No, she's so cute. I love it. Like, honestly, I'm such a fan. I'm her fan, but she's been fully gray since she was like 40. So yeah. And my grandma was fully gray when she was 40. So basically I have 10 more good years until I'm fully gray. And then, and then we'll deal with it. And then it's over with. But I, ha- like, literally, like, I'm, I'm showing you. You guys can't see me. But literally all of this is all gray, like, in here. It's covered now, but it's all gray.
1: I mean, that's where it happened yeah. first for me, too. Yeah. The, and, like, on the crown. And I'm just riding it out. I'm like, look, I got yeah. a husband. Like, we're good. Like,
0: I just going to ride out with my grays and— he loves them. And my mom's husband loves her greys. Like, he's the yeah. one who was like, embrace it. Like,
1: love it. And now we're just, we love it. We're here. You mentioned your candle. We did not talk about fragrance before I let mm. you go. I have a little speed round of questions, too. But I want to talk okay. about fragrance because clearly you know your stuff if you have a Tom Ford candle. Yeah. <laughs> what about, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. What about personal fragrance? Do you wear it? Ooh, I do. So it's a little
0: bit strong. So it's definitely the fucking fabulous fragrance. like fragrance, fragrance, is, I'd say, definitely a winter fragrance, not a summer, because it's very heavy. And then my one that I wear, like, all the time is the Baccarat 450. The, I don't 5, know. 540, I think. 540. Yes. What? Yeah. It's a lot of numbers. The Francis
1: Kirk Dijon. It's, like, yes, oh, yes, yes. It's yes gorgeous. Yes. Beautiful, right? So
0: that's, like, my everyday one. And then when I'm, like, feeling fancy, like, at a tournament, I'll wear... The bonbon—I don't know the names of these like actual bonbon, yeah. bonbon, something or the other, whatever. Okay. But yeah, like most of the time, like I said, I'm showering so much, I'm putting on deodorant seventy times a day. Like at that point,
1: sometimes you're like, you know what, I need, I need something different. So you just put on Will a little- you wear a fragrance for a match? Like those are like beautiful fragrances. Will you wear that for what when you're playing? No,
0: okay. not at all. Just because it's like you wear it and then you start sweating. Like regardless, I have to like warm up. Regardless, I start sweating. And I'm like, I smell nice, but now I smell like poop. So it's like poop and beautiful mixed together is not not a thing.
1: Yeah. And with the deodorant, do you go unscented for that or? Fragrance-free. We love a good fragrance-free. Yeah. Because I was going to say, if you're sweating that much, I imagine like even if you had like powder scent, it would be blooming and you'd be smelling like, you know, powder lady on Exactly. in the, the court of the grass. That
0: whatever. used to be good until we found fragrance-free. And then I was like, oh, okay. now this is life-changing. That's
1: that's the Sloan way. All yes. Right. Those are good scents. You know your stuff. Okay, so before I let you go, do a little speed round for you. We do this at the end of every podcast, but it doesn't have to be super speedy, but let's do it. What's the first thing you usually do when you wake up in the morning? Drink water. You're all about this hydration, Sloan. You mentioned I know. that before was it intense? <laughs> Oh, I'm the worst hydrator.
0: <laughs> no, okay, but you have to. Water. I'm telling you, like, be intentional about it. Like, wake up, one mm-hmm. cup of water, go downstairs, another cup. Then, like, lunchtime, you're like, oh, I need to drink more water. Down Water it, is like, life. Water is I literally know. the key to life. Water and therapy,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what's the last? Please don't tell me. What's the last thing you do before you go to bed? What's the last thing I do? Do not that? say drink water. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to say drink water i was like wait About, what's, what's something no, else okay no. no no i that's, normally that's drink water kiss my husband i always oh, make husband. it yeah like i always have to make it a thing to like say good night like we don't go to bed without yeah. saying good night so that's like my thing
1: oh i love that yeah. okay in the morning what's your favorite snack or dish like this is my morning food
0: Ooh, i love like greek yogurt with grape nuts and a little bit of honey
1: Yum. And what about late night? What would be a late night snack? Ooh. Like one of your favorites. An unhealthy one is the
0: best key lime pie from Whole Foods. I am the biggest fan. Whole Um, Foods
1: makes a good key lime pie?
0: Girl, you do not know what you're missing out. Key lime pie from Whole Foods and the cheesecake. Honey.
1: I wouldn't have thought. And I love key lime
0: pie. Mm, It's the most tart, most delicious. Get it. Please do. You guys will thank me later. It's the bomb.
1: A little Whole Foods key lime pie before bed sounds
0: lovely. I know. My trainer is like, um, you should probably stop eating that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll maybe. A nice
1: apple, Sloan. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, I'll just drink water. I feel like as far as dessert cakes go, though, key lime feels a little healthy. There's fruit in there, right? <laughs> like, right. Like, that's like the lime is like good for your digestive system or something. There you go. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I can just find everything. Okay. Last question. If there was a movie made of your life, who would narrate it?
0: Oh, a movie made of my life. I would say just because I love Michelle Obama,
1: I would say her. That would be yes. great on all levels. Okay. We'll set that um, intention for the ugh. future. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us on Fat Mascara. Good luck this year with your season that's about to start. Thank you. I can't wait to see you again. I love this chat. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us, or email your thoughts to info at fat
2: We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fat If
1: you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646 481 8182.
2: Thanks so much for listening.